In the Pits Paintball Podcast is sponsored by FU Athletics. Created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. We are a brand that matters in your workout, and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code in the pits at checkout for 15% off your order. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot provides both photo and video coverage to teams and individuals competing at USXBL. Message Get That underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram for more details. Wanting a print of your favorite photo? Go to getthatshot.spungmug.com, select your photo, and use code GDS20OFF at checkout for 20% off of your order. Hi, everybody. Uh, This episode of In the Pits is sponsored by FU Athletics, created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. We are a brand that matters in your workout, and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code INTHEPITS for 15% off your order. They are sponsoring this episode. I actually got a pair. Uh, I've got a pair of joggers. I got a T-shirt on to show you guys, just to show you, you know, some of their products. Uh, I think they fit really nice. It looks great. I actually wore them uh, yesterday to go work out, and yeah, they're awesome. Definitely go check them out. So y'all, welcome everyone to episode 5, we're already at episode 5, wow, of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. Uh, This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene in Texas, from professional players and teams, to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week, we have a short and sweet 30-minute episode with a new topic and special guest. I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans. This episode, we are going in the pits with Niles Burgess, owner of the Texas Cyclones. Niles, how are you doing this evening? And I am doing great. Appreciate the opportunity. It's good to see you. Yeah, absolutely. Good to see you, man. It's always a pleasure. Uh, So for those listening, maybe they don't know much about you at all. Uh, How long have you personally been involved in the Texas paintball scene? Uh, 26 years, I guess. This will be 26 years. I actually started and opened up a field after a, a special event. So then a young man came to me and said, have you ever looked at tournament paintball? And I've been kind of doing it and I jumped out for a while, but 26 long years. So it's been good. Wow. So, you know, in those 26 years, uh, do you have any history as a player? I did. I played, uh, I started in, uh, oh man, the, NA, well, the NPBL first, then I went to PSP. Um, let me phrase it. Houston Rookie League, then we went to the, the MPPL and then PSP, and then uh, decided to get out for a while. And then uh, almost three years ago, we decided to jump back in. But I, I missed it terribly. It was, it was a great experience back in those days. It's changed a lot over the years, but, man, it's, it's, it's uh, great. You can't stay away from sport, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's what everyone says. You can't really quit paintball. You just take a break. Uh, so All what right. were some of those teams that you played for? I started – um, Texas Nitro back in those days. And, uh, you know, when we first started, a guy by the name of Josh, matter of fact, he still messes around with, with paintball here. As a matter of fact, I saw him last weekend. I don't even remember what team he played for, but he came out to the field. The man, you got to play a um, three-man, which is all we knew about back then, right? And uh, we jumped in there and got our butts handed to us. But we started practicing with what we had at the time, and I was owning a field at that time. And uh, quickly we went to the uh, WDP offered us first opportunity, them and tanks. And then we left and went to plan the clips. And uh, man, it was different back then. It was so 
fast pace and seven man was a big thing, but I enjoyed it. I, I played for about seven years. Um, then we stayed pretty much in Excel or in PPL and PSP. And then uh, I got out, I had to transfer. I took a job transfer out of state. So I left it for a while. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but Seven Man's coming back. Uh, next year, there's actually going to be an event in Denver. Are you excited about that at all? I am. Matter of fact, uh, I've been talking to the guys about it. I think it's something we should do. Um, I had anticipated playing some more events this year, but due to some health issues I had this past year, um, prevented me from taking the field anymore, which is great because coaching's been as much fun, and uh, um, I've enjoyed it thoroughly, and we've got a great crew and a great staff that work with us, so Hopefully, I'll be back into a few events this next year. Yeah, that's good to hear. You know, I've I've definitely caught the injury bug myself this year, but uh, yeah, it's good to hear that you're going to be getting back into it. Uh, so, moving on with our show, the Texas Cyclones—they're they're a relatively young organization. You know, like you said, you really got back into it the last three years. Uh, they started in 2020 in D5, and y'all have very quickly rose through the ranks. So, tell me more about the origin story. How did the Cyclones start? Well, it's, it's funny, really, because when I, I took my son to an event, um, it was his 17th birthday. I think most people know Hayden. And uh, he had never really played paintball. I mean, when I was playing in the sport, he was two and a half years old, three years old, and he traveled with us to the events, but he'd never had a chance to play. So took him out, and at the time, my wife said, man, what happens if you get back in? I was like, not going to happen. Not going to happen. It's just one event. And sure enough, very quickly, he liked it and enjoyed it. So I talked about it. We bought some new markers and, and new gear, and I broke out the old stuff I still had in storage. And uh, Tank invited me out to play over there, so I went to Tank's play. But that's a long way from where we live. So then I called um, Ryan, which he was on vacation. So I sent him an email from Texas Legends Paintball. He didn't know me. I'd never met him before. I'd watched a few videos and that sort of thing. But I reached out to him, and uh, he was at a camping trip. And he responded to me and I said, hey, I'd like some help, but I need to be affordable. We'd like to start a team and uh, give him a little history about myself. And I'd like to start practicing the field. And I offered to work at the field on our days off in exchange for some better pricing and so on and so forth. He called me on the phone from a camping trip on a cell phone. And, uh, man, we, we, the next weekend we started. And at the time, there was only three of us. So I went to uh, Leo. I don't know if most people know. Uh, Leo used to play for, uh, oh my goodness, uh, Pro Edge at the time, I think it was, and Legends team at the time. And uh, he practiced a little bit. And we had, I mean, I hadn't played in 15 years, 18 years. You know, it been a long time. And he came up, we were talking, we played some rounds. And I said, hey, I need some help getting my son's new. It's easier for him to learn from someone else than it is from me. And the game's changed a lot since I played. And, uh, he laughed at me. I said, I, I want to build the championship team. I don't do anything halfway. If we're going to do it, I'm going to do it 110%. I'm going to go in. He looked at me and goes, I got a guy over 40. And for those that don't know, I'm 50, almost 51. And he said, I got a guy over 40, two kids that have never played, and you want to build the team. I said, absolutely, I do. All I need is your help. And uh, from then on, he laughed a little bit, made jokes. And I'll never forget because when I walked away, everybody was laughing my statement, but I've never been a person that backed down from, from anything. So um, if I say I'm going to do something, I always go out to do it. And sure enough, we started beating it. And he started coming out and, and working with us. And uh, um, even when he took a, he had, he had because of tournaments and things, he was gone. We worked, 
but we didn't have any seniority over the field. So trying to get play time on a field was almost nothing. Nobody gave us the opportunity. We had to play on the rec ball fields, but we ran drills just like I did back in the day, made them a workout schedule. Everybody had to keep, and I made pretty strict guidelines, which everybody told me I was nuts, but we did. And then as we started picking up new players and working harder, Leo took a um, leave of absence for about three months, and we just continued to drill and get people in there. And it's amazing. It really is because um, we were nobody. So I changed the schedule so that we could, we could play to 7 a.m. We have some play time on the fields. Um, and from then on, man, it was just nothing but, but, but just busting your butt and working hard. And we ran drills every single Sunday. And uh, during COVID, when it started, we actually started working three and four days a week to get things going. And it just paid off. And, and, and since that point, as people started slowly coming on, you know, Kyle Snyder was one of the ones that came on. And Kyle Snyder was, was the pro edge on the D3 line. And, you know, I always told people, that I, I can teach paintball, but I can't necessarily teach family. If you have the family values and understand what our program's about, we don't. If you're late, it's burpees or laps. You know, we, we, have, we have very strict guidelines, um, which has made it tough because there are some players that have left over the years that can't deal with what, with what our guidelines are. But if you want to make it to the level we're trying to attend, or will attend, if you will, you got to work hard at it. So now we are 26 strong, I think, right now, between the, the three teams, three lines. Um, D3 has been phenomenal, but it's been, it's been a battle. You know, everybody's laughed at us along the way. But I didn't give up. The players, Hayden especially, didn't give up um, because he came from nothing, knowing absolutely nothing about paintball. And through all the people working with him and, and all the pros that we'd hired to help out. Uh, and then we, you know, we went with Leo Smotrop for a while. It helped out. And that was a phenomenal deal. And it, it, it boosted us up. So we've been just, it's been consistency. The program we set forth was we have to do more for our sponsors and do more for the paintball community than what we receive back. And that's kind of been our motto. And um, it's been great um, to treat people as want to be treated. I don't want the attitudes. Um, I don't let any negativity on social media. The guys have to give me three positives after practice. Sometimes we miss those occasionally if we have too much going on and it's unfortunate. But it's built us to a very strong family. But I promise you that any of the guys that play on the team and their spouses have to be involved with the team and be, you know, kind of, kind of, if, if, if your wife broke down, had a flat tire, I promise you 10 of the guys would go, man, let me run out there and fix that for you. That's the kind of environment we try to um, project. Yeah, well, y'all have definitely been, uh, you know, making ways, making, you know, definitely put yourself on the map this past two years for sure. You know, Cyclones have uh, really been impressing a lot of people in Texas and on the national scene as well. So, you know, talking about that national scene, y'all have been very deep into Sunday at NXL. You know, this year you won in Dallas. You made the semifinals in both Florida and Philadelphia. Last year when you were playing D4, you had a first, a second, a fourth, and a fifth. Uh, you know, all of those very, very deep finishes at NXL. So I think we already talked a little bit about it, but what would you attribute all that success to? Dedication, hard work, and um, a buy-in. And what, what I mean by that is, is, is you have to have a consistent program. We don't deviate from what we do, which means that we practice every Sunday. And some of our players practice on Saturdays, which we did for a long time. We practice Saturdays and Sundays. But some of our several players, and then a couple of them will even go to other fields and practice on Wednesdays for an hour during lunch break and that sort of thing. So it's been the consistent process. This is what we do. And here's another thing, too. We, don't, we haven't had a lot of turnover like a lot of teams do 
in the in the in the higher ranking se- section of our team, right? So from D four and up, you know, we've had the the, the mainstream guys have pretty much been there. We've got you know Austin's been here a little over a year now, um, but you know you, you you've had the rest of those guys for the most part have been here two years. If you play with the same consistent people day in and day out, you you anticipate them, you you talk, it's regular conversations. And we take everything back to basics at least one week in a month and work on the little things such as the drills on, on communication, the movement drills. It doesn't stop the, the um, snap shooting. You know, John Jackson's come out a, co- a couple of times and, and hung out with us and worked on some things. And I'll never forget when he came out, you know, it's a little bitty things that you don't realize that are so important that you do on the field. And that's true. Um, so it starts with our workout. We work out together. Everybody does it together. We jog together. Uh, it's not about how fast you can make it. It's everybody has to, to jog together. Nobody passes each other. And I get a little sad. They get a little, you know, you got some of the young guys that want to show out how strong and how fast they are. But it's not about that. It's about teamwork. Yeah. We've really pushed the whole thing that we don't have any superstars. What we have is we have eight or nine guys on the field that it doesn't matter which one of them are on that field. We feel confident. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it seems like y'all have done a really good job at uh, very quickly securing a very solid core to your roster. And, you know, that definitely makes things a lot easier when, you know, you're not having to rebuild those relationships every season with half of your guys. Uh, so, yeah, good good on y'all keeping your uh, guys together. That really speaks to the amount of buy-in that you have from your players. Uh, so kind of, you know, you talked a little bit about, uh, you know, helping out and supporting your sponsors as well. You guys have a lot of sponsors and some of them, they're not even, you know, paintball sponsors are not in the industry. So how do you, how did you connect with those sponsors? And do you have any advice for uh, other divisional teams who are looking to secure sponsorships of their own? Absolutely. Um, and I've told several people at tournaments kind of what we do. Um, it, it doesn't matter what the, even the ones at the, in, in, in the NXL that we have, their sponsors, we go to them and take a picture at every event. We promote them at every event and on a regular basis. But most importantly, we feel, I've, I've always believed that you have to give them 150% of what they give you. So in doing that, uh, Stalker is phenomenal. I, we always have somebody in our, in our tent with us. Um, they're always sending stuff to us. If I have an issue, everything's taken care of. Carbon. At every event, they send us a box. They will not even know what's coming in uh, of stuff that's amazing that we didn't ask for. Just some gifts and, and some things that we can use on the field. But here's the reason why. When we go to an event, we offer to set up, tear down, work the event if we need to for them, um, take them snacks or food or, or, or give them drinks or whatever we need to do to make them. Because we appreciate what they do. They don't, there's 5,000 teams out there. So we have to stand out from everyone else. And uh, Matt, I just had this conversation with, with uh, um, Carbon the other day. Um, <laughs> when he called me, we were talking about it. He says, you know, one thing you have to do is you have, you have, to, you have to give your word and, and follow through with what you say you're going to do, which we've done. Not just in saying, hey, let me come by and set up for you, but also on the field. If I tell you, and I've told them from one, this is what we're going to do. We're going to tag you in every post. We're going to, I mean, some of them even tell you that we tag more than anybody else in the world on what we do because we're on social media so much. But we want them to know that we're representing them. I also loan my guns out to, to other players, um, knee pads. I have five extra set of knee pads from Hydra. So what did I do? I, in order for me to sell their product, I need people to try them out. So I said, here, man, try these out. See what you think about them. Um, we do the same thing with, with Carbon stuff. Um, when I go to Carbon, I make sure that I promote their products very well, and we're offered to help at the, at the booth. Let me set up. Let me work the way you guys do something to eat. 
whatever I need to do to help them grow their business, that's my job. And that's kind of what, you know, what we try to do. Um, if I'm, if I'm having a clinic at, at the field or if I'm, I'm uh, um, I was at HCPS not long ago and the whole team had some gun issues. So I just had the guys give them our shockers. Let's go use our shockers. That's what they're there for. Tell me what you think about them because that's how you get that business out there. The problem is most of the teams don't do enough. To, in my opinion, this is strictly my opinion. Don't do a good enough job of promoting their sponsors. Being on the Jersey is of no value because there's 500 teams if you ask them, every sponsor say, yeah, put me on the jersey. It's not about just being on the jersey. It's about what can I do for you to grow the business, grow the sport. And so we do, we do a really good job, in my opinion. Um, if you're on Instagram, you'll, you'll see that uh, most of the guys um, bring up stuff on, on different carbon, shocker, um, alumapure. Now, you ask me about, about sponsors that aren't in our, um, our involved in paintball. Alumapure, that's one of them. They, they're a lighting company. They're huge. They own three different companies. They have nothing really to tie them to make money for them. But what they did like is when we went to California last year, they had 137 hits on their site because people tagged us going and driving into, into restaurants and into fuel. And we were in the Grand Canyon. On the way back, we stopped at the Grand Canyon. So those are big things. You've got to promote those companies. You know? And I also do commercials for each one of them. And I send them to them that they can post on their social media. That's a big deal as well. Um, I'm, I'm working on a deal now with OxyFresh. Um, uh, I've, I've got a few minor things to tweak on the, on the agreement with them and we're going to sign an agreement on that one. Um, and what that entails is, is we're going to promote them. Um, now granted, that's a company that thought I was nuts when I first did it. So I'm doing some stuff for them and they own, um, they own their partnership with one of the companies that I've done some work for and that I'm working for. And they thought I was crazy, but all I did was some, some, some posts for them and send them some stuff. And they had 550 hits on their site in the first week that they did that. So it, it's, it's, you got to be willing to do what other teams aren't willing to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And y'all are all over social media constantly. So I'm definitely seeing, you know, anytime Carbon has a new post, you guys are resharing it. Anytime, you know, Shocker, like even right now, like you're wearing a Carbon hat, you're wearing, you know, the Shocker paintball t-shirt, you know, kind of same thing I'm doing with uh, FU Athletics. Um, you know, we got to take care of our sponsors. Um, so it sounds like, especially with some of those out side of the paintball industry sponsors like how did you originally connect with them are they through like more personal business connections or is that or like all basically entirely through the team most of them um were personal connections at first and then some of them that we've had over the, over, over time were, were different um like for the bus i had a tire company i bought some tires spent some time with them we sat down i said hey this is what i'll do i'll create commercials i'll create create Four commercials a month for you, and I'll promote your business, recommend you to everybody. You'll see it. All I need is two sets of tires a year. I thought about it for a little bit. We negotiated for a set and a half. Now, if anybody knows me about tires for a, a bus like that, those tires are super expensive. There's, there's a lot of them, too. Right. So it was great for us. And then um, uh, Alumapure, they sent us some um, some equipment, and then... They, for all of our sponsorships, sometimes they'll send us a check for, um, uh, like they rented the, when the bus was down, they rented a van for us. You know, they, they're always doing something. At the, at the beginning of the year, they send us a little money to help out. It's not a ton of money, but it's more than what we had. And if it pays for entries or it pays for practice, um, we went to, where was it that they paid the um, practice? 
one of the practice one, one of the events we went to they paid for practice they sent to us so uh we just so, and some of those people are affiliated with players that we've been involved with but the truth is we're doing so much more for them um they kind of feel like it's worth it you know if they get 10 percent more business what they had a three percent more business what they had and they get a return on their money that's what it's all about because i promise you when you look at a team and they go oh they need the write-off companies don't need that many write-offs we've kind of had a rough couple of years we got plenty of write-offs but you've got to give them something that nobody else has given them and plenty of companies don't mind helping out if you're willing to do something for them and i do i i have a program i do um commercial form and i send it to them so it helps out tremendously and that's that's definitely a lot of steps that uh, a lot of other teams are definitely not taking for sure so uh you know it definitely sounds like it helps to have those personal connections but you know for teams that maybe aren't so uh, connected in their personal businesses, how would you suggest, you know, they start making those connections with those companies? Emails, contact, email contacts. I believe if you touch five is the real important one. Um, here, here's the first thing. Companies don't want to do business with people that have a bad rep or a bad reputation, if you will, that they have to worry about that if something happens, it can be tarnished, right? So make sure that you understand that your players are doing the right stuff, have the right commitment level, are serious about what you're doing because nobody wants to go in there and sponsor a team and realize three months down the road. And that's part of the problem. The teams have been burned. You know, most companies, the sponsors say, okay, here's just 300 bucks a year. Give me a picture and a plaque. We, we make it a little different. I mean, I do have one sponsor that has required us. We went and did, a, um, they made our banners for us last year. And in return for Christmas, we cooked the food for them. They provided it. But the team went down and cooked, and we delivered food to all the um, um, underprivileged folks. So there's all different things that you can do to make a difference out there that, that companies want to be involved with you. But an email, if you sent out 150 emails, you're going to get a return of about 3 to 5% on average. Okay? So you got to send out more emails or go in there and introduce yourself. A perfect introduction with a little history about your team. Many, many years ago, Academy, a long time ago, asked us to set up a booth out in front of their store and just promote paintball. So we did. And this was, I mean, this is, um, oh my gosh, 20 years ago, <laughs> you know? And they were just now getting into carrying paintball products that, at that time. And what they did for us, they gave us all a $100 gift card. Now that seems like a lot of work for $100, but if we got that and they had made enough off the event, that $100 could easily turn into $500 or $1,000. Um, we have a little bit different thing because people like being on the bus. I mean, the NXL is on the bus. Um, all of our sponsors are on the bus. Uh, look at Outlaw. Outlaw Anodizing is a perfect example. I sat down with those guys not long ago. Um, you know, they do in paintball and out of paintball, and they, and they now have multiple teams. So why do they want the cyclone? So I sat down with the owners a couple of weeks ago and said, hey, I want to know what we need to do better for you to make you feel like it's worth value for what you provide us. Because they, like we have, we have new guns coming from, from Lux. We actually um, signed a new deal with Lux. They're providing us with the guns, blank, and Outlaw's going to analyze them for us exactly the way we want them, which is super exciting. And they did our barrels for us last year, and they've done a bunch of other stuff for us as well. But he said that what you guys provide for us is phenomenal because it's all good, clean, it's consistent. You tag us, you do stuff with us. If we're at the events, you come and help out. You're willing to set up. That's what it takes. So just got to be willing to go out and talk to them. It's a full-time job for me. 
aside from my regular job. That definitely sounds like a full-time job. You know, it takes a lot of commitment to be that persistent, you know, with, uh, you know, three to 5% returns. A lot of people definitely wouldn't think that that's something that's worth it. So uh, with all of those sponsors, uh, I want to hear a little bit more like about kind of the details with those. Like, are there tax implications? Are y'all registered as a nonprofit amateur sports team? Like how, how does all that work out exactly? Because we support suicide awareness and children with autism, we do have an exempt status on there. So it all goes to my tax ID, and then our, we have someone that files all that paperwork for us. Uh, um, there are some things, because now with the new laws with uh, Venmo and all that stuff, because some things the guys send me Venmo for things they need or any tournament fees that, that have to be paid, um, I have to report all that differently. Uh, my tax lady handles all, but yes. We are listed as a, as a nonprofit. The law says you have to you have to uh, um, donate a certain percentage, which we do. Matter of fact, we have some sponsors that actually write us a check strictly to donate to those those um, funds, which is phenomenal. Um, it makes it nice, but uh, I do have to give them all my tax ID, so I have a I have a, I have a bank account. Um, we just filled out the paper with the attorney to be incorporated. Um, I've also added a couple of players that will be a part of an uh, uh, Elia. Uh, Elia, I don't know if you guys know with uh, Elia and his mother. His mother owns a company called Iodine Star, which is one of our biggest sponsors. And uh, she owns 25% of the Cyclones now. So she has, a, she has a, um, a reason to be a part of it and be more involved and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, you might know Elia just um, got accepted, or won, I should say, uh, to the Junior Olympics. So he's been gone for the last couple of months or a few months and hasn't made any of the events because he came back with injury that he was playing the junior olympics so he won't be with us until we actually play chicago again uh, and that's questionable depending upon how his injuries are healing and so on and so forth so even with that those sponsors are still involved with what we do it i mean but you've got to be willing to do what other people aren't to keep those sponsors happy yeah absolutely and, uh, um so you know that's that's all definitely a lot for uh especially like new teams to to think about you know especially like you know d5 teams maybe they're only playing a local series like at uh and for a lot of the things that y'all are doing you know we don't see many teams outside of the pro division that are taking all of those steps um with sponsors with you know tax code and all that so uh would you say like you know, is it worth it for the average divisional team to, you know, go so far as uh, registering as a nonprofit or what, what all, at, at what point would you say uh, there, the, those teams would be seeing, you know, a benefit by registering like that? Well, it, it only works if you're, if your long-term goal is to go pro since the day that I set foot, I said, I, I wanted to make a championship team and I wanted to take a team with the majority of the players from zero, which was beginner, all the way up to pro. Still get people that hackle at me and laugh a little bit at that, but that's a dream. And if you're going to do that, then your goal has to, to be forth, set forth. Now, one thing that I've always said since day one when I started this, it takes 21 days to create a habit. And it takes three days to break that habit. So if you create habits and you work that system consistently and you have that consistency going there and people can see that, that's a big deal. Recently, Carbon told me that one of the things they love about the Cyclones is that they're consistent, number one. Number two, you can see them moving up through the ranks and doing what they said to do, and we're not dropping anything. We're not missing any beats. We're, we're working the same stuff. We're working with every sponsor, not just one or two. Um, so the answer to your question is, 
Is it beneficial? Not for everybody. It's not because there are some teams that say, all I want to do is hit division three. Okay. Then I get it. If you've got a full-time job, it's difficult to work all the other angles because we work. I mean, I have a staff of 10 and that staff works around the clock doing different things. I mean, I have um, Kyle Snyder's um, grandmother who is actually part of, part of our, our, our management team. And she is actually, going to be taking over our financial part of it to make it easier and to relieve me to be able to do other things so she can just take care of the tournaments and get it done and, and make sure things process properly because we all work too but those people are involved and do a lot of things he brought us two attorneys that sponsor us you know what the attorneys ask us for one simple thing all i want you to do is make me a commercial five commercials a year so we did made the commercials for him send them to him I don't even know that they even displayed them the way we planned them or told me how good they were. They just, they did it and, and it's been beneficial for us. Right? Interesting. So um, that's definitely a very, uh, very involved, uh, you know, operation that you've got going all the way around. Um, you know, I've, I, having a, just a staff of 10 people to run a, you know, currently a division three team, you know, obviously with the success that y'all are having this year, y'all are gonna, you know, probably hit division two for next year and maybe division one the year after that. Um, but, you we're know, have, that. sorry, say that again. We're skipping division two. We're going to semi-pro next year. Interesting. Now, wow. I'm going to say you're crazy. Um, but the truth is a lot of those are still playing and, and, and through talking to many people and I have two sponsors that are pushing very hard for us to just jump to that semi-pro level, which is again, why we're working so hard to do it. Um, and after talking to several people that play in the, in the semi, in the semi-pro and D2, um, they recommend the jump as well. Um, and, and you know, here's the reality of that it all depends on how the season ends, right? If, if you've had a really good season and you feel comfortable and, and you're able to play those teams and get a feel for where it is. So your first couple events will, di- will, will dictate. Now, do I expect to run there and, and win the top five in the semi-pro? It'll be a challenge. Those guys play. They're really well. And we've got a lot of work to do. But they didn't expect us to do well in Division Four. They didn't expect us to do well in Division Three, And we've been able to be in, in the top four consistently. Right. I mean, everybody makes some mistakes in there and you have you have bad days and, and bad games here and there. But overall, we've worked very hard and we're not slowing down. So uh, the answer to your question is uh, and not, I didn't mean to cut you off on that. But no, we, our plan has been been to go semi pro next year. And as far as I'm concerned and the team is, that's where we need to be unless something happens to avoid that or prevent us from doing it. That's where our goal is. Well, uh, we're definitely going to be rooting for you guys, uh, you know, seeing the. You know, just recently we finally got some Texas teams back into the semi-pro bracket. You know, Grit has kind of been on and off there, but uh, with uh, Notorious finally making semi-pro and then uh, Fit.com reappearing there, uh, you know, Texas is going to be really interesting to watch in that semi-pro bracket with y'all joining them. And y'all definitely have the work ethic to, uh, you know, definitely make a name for yourself. If not win the pro spot, you know, in a couple of years' time, we could see yet another Texas team in the pro bracket. So... You know, we'll definitely be rooting for you guys. Uh, one thing I want to just briefly talk about is, uh, you know, you talked about having Leo Simotrov uh, with you guys last year as a coach. And, uh, you know, he wasn't just coaching all for the NXL events. He was also at local HCPS events. He was running drills with you all during the week. Like, how? Uh, tell us about how that came to be. 
So one of our, our sponsors, which is um, Iodine Star, she's from Russia. So she reached out to Russian Legion. And, uh, um, of course, we're all big fans of Russian Legion. I mean, those guys are just, since I was playing the MPPL days, were, were great. So she reached out to them. And Smotrov was in Miami at the time. And she asked him, she said she would pay to help the Cyclones if, she, if he would fly it out and evaluate us. And so she called me and said, hey, I've got him. And, I, and at first I laughed, like, really? Come on, is he really going to show up? You know, it was a joke. And, um, you know, that was right around the same time that uh, we lost Trey. So it was a very tough time. He flew in and immediately started working with the team. But what I didn't know is he was doing an evaluation on the team at that point, which is what he did. So for five days, we practiced every day from 4 o'clock till the sun, you know, was completely gone. And uh, – um, to evaluate how the guys were and he put a program together and said this is what you need to work on this is what you need to do and uh um she actually fit the bill to help to to compensate him for that and what he did but it was great i mean uh to have him there every day and i mean he was here for my birth my 50th birthday party with such a great time i gave him his, his first um championship ring because we, we won one of the events hcps we take him the the championship for the season. And I, and I had, you know, rings made for the guys. And I got, I wanted him a ring. I want to have a ring, you know, and so much for my birthday, we gave it to him. They're so excited. This is a big point, but he was such a great person to be around. Um, and, and the enthusiasm and, and the way he push and, and, and the drills were different. Our workout ethic changed a little bit. He made it you know, a lot tougher, but then things got difficult because at the NXL, he was playing and then they switched it to where we were playing at the exact same time. So it was difficult for him to coach at that time. And then him not knowing exactly how we were playing and then him coming and changing things up was causing some, some, some differences. He had the greatest intentions, did an amazing job. Um, but then with his schedule and the way they were, they were flying all over the place, he asked if he could take three or four months off. And then he called me right before Dallas, I think it was, and say, hey, I'd like to come up in Dallas, coach you guys, spend a, spend a week with you. Um, but at that time, we were already going a different direction. And um, Leah Newman, who is our, our, our really big sponsor for um, Iodine Star, was she suggested that we hold off and try some different things. So we had some different avenues at that point. And his schedule with him trying to rebuild Russian Legion, his focus needed to be there. So, but they did put a, a program together. Part of it was online. Part of it was things he'd send us plays. We would record, you know, people, teams got mad at us because we were recording our games. We weren't recording other teams. Don't be mad at us because we're doing our homework. <laughs> Football teams across the country send their play, plays to the other, and their previous week's games to other, other teams. That's the way it works. All we were trying to do is if I can videotape, watch our plays, I can correct those people. And that's, I would send them to Leo. Even when he was on the road, he would analyze them and send them back to us. Plus, we had our own staff analyzing those as well. So it was able to, to make some adjustments. Most teams aren't going to sit up till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and watch video and not go, oh, that guy looks ag. No, it was more like, hey, you got there and it took you three seconds to get your marker up, get your first shots off. Yep. We got to work on that. Right? Uh, people really underestimate just how valuable it is watching film. You know, on uh, the Texas Titans, we I actually uh, started bringing a camera out, just set up a tripod in the tower and just filmed our whole day's practice. And then, you know, after practice, I'll come back, uh, cut out all the dead time in between points. And then, you know, by the next day, we all get together, just watch all of our points, say, you know, pin, 
pinpoint all the mistakes and it's a lot easier to notice those mistakes whenever you're kind of watching yourself from the you know third person perspective instead of uh you know just being in the moment you're not necessarily recognizing what it is that you're doing so uh yeah that that film aspect definitely a huge part and that's really cool that uh you know Samotrov was taking his time to you know just review divisional practice footage with you guys which uh that's a really cool thing and we've we've actually been really lucky we've had Colt Roberts kind of doing the same thing with us lately uh so yeah. there's a lot of value there with that uh so I uh real quick before we continue um for those of y'all that are watching the live show uh here we're going to have time for i think one maybe two questions at the end so if you've got something that you want to ask Nas, go ahead and put your questions in the chat uh and we'll get to those toward the end so uh moving along with the show um you know the thing that y'all are probably the most recognized for is the bus so you know you've talked a lot about the bus already uh you know having all of the all of the sponsors on the side of the bus but like tell us how like why you know why why does a paintball team need a bus why what kind of brought y'all towards getting this and how how did that deal happen so it started as a as a joke and it was me i was like yeah we really want to travel together right because a family that works together plays together and spends all the time together works really well together all the time right uh and so i made several jokes about it i'll never forget it from uh all the players we're like you're you're nuts. We can't afford a bus. Like you're right. We can't afford a bus, but we can if we put our minds to it. Because I'm a firm believer you can do anything you want to do if you put your mind to it. But what we've done so far has been in that situation. So I found them all over the country, man. Fifty thousand, eighty thousand, and thirty thousand. It was crazy. And uh, I contacted uh, um, Leah, who's part sponsor with with Iodine Star. She called me. She goes, "Are you serious?" I said, "Yes, I am." I said, "Listen." When you pull up someplace and your entire team does everything together, I mean, we rent houses together at most events so that we stay together, right? This way we travel together. Now, granted, because of school and everything else, not all of them can travel with me, but we have a lot of gear. I mean, I've got two big totes. We've got ice chests. We've got cases of water we go, um, tents, speakers for training. There's just a lot of stuff. So when she called me, I found a bus. She goes, did you find a bus? I said, yes. She goes, let's go, let's go, let's buy it. You trust it? I said, yes, I do. Uh, I had a mechanic look at it, and Trey, um, God rest his soul, um, went with me, and we looked at it, and he called me and says, you're going to get the bus. I'm going with this. Trey just got off work. because we're going to get it. So it was, it, you know, it was kind of a, a joke at first, but it was always serious to me. And when we made it happen, um, our sponsors pulled the money together and bought the bus for us. I went and picked it up. I didn't have a license to drive it yet. But I'd already known, I had known for years how to drive. I've been driving big RVs. So I drove it back. Then we started working on the, uh, um, all this stuff. I mean, Texas Legends, uh, Ryan and, and, and those guys have been amazing. Since day one, they've never turned the back on us. And she, uh, she and Ryan both set up, helped me design it. We got the, the company, uh, JD from Fit and Hydra, helped put everything together with everybody and got us with the right guy to do it. And then they paid for the lion's share of the ramp on the bus as well. So they only bought the bus and it was really a gift from God. If you want to know the truth, because I could do nothing, nothing, none of this without God, but it was great, man. They, they put it all together and then we, um, you know, each player added something to it. You know, for my birthday, they bought a stereo system and put a new system in there. So that when I'm driving down the road, I could jam my own tunes and instead of putting everything in my ears and, 
you know, we decorated it, put curtains on it. Um, then Austin and, and a couple of the guys got together, and Austin had this vision of turning the seats around with a table between them so you could face each other when traveling. And the seats leaned back, she could sleep, and it just it, it all worked out. And and everybody said, why, why not? It's a it's a billboard. It's it's a big enough billboard that the NXL wanted to, wanted to be on it, right? So we did some trades with the NXL to be on there, and uh, they're a sponsor, right? Yeah, that's awesome. So they're on the bus. Like I got to tell so, you, yeah. like I'm jealous of the bus. Like y'all, you know, seeing y'all come up to. Uh, I think there was one USXBL event at uh, X Factor that y'all brought the bus to, and I was like, "There's, there's a team with a bus here." Like I, you know, there's that's kind of that's kind of a statement on its own. I was, I was super jealous, you know. Like absolutely, why not? I love that response. Uh, so yeah, just sounds like just kind of everything, everything uh, fell into place there, and. Now it's it's kind of you know one of the icons of uh, the Texas Cyclones. Well, I've actually got to fly up in two weeks to pick it up in uh, Florida. We had some uh, um, I had a mechanic do some work, blew the engine, so we had to put a new engine in it. And while we were there, we had to replace the transmission, everything, all new airlines, all that stuff. So everything on that bus was new. The five TVs are all working together now, so it'll be a uh, it'll be fun to drive it to Chicago. I'm looking forward to it. Gotcha. So you're not, you're not uh, going to Sacramento then? We are going to skip. We were going to, but we have a couple of players that are not, are not able to make Sacramento. Um, and it's the most expensive event. We're currently uh, um, in first place with uh, New York Wrecking Crew 35 points behind us. So they're playing Sacramento under a different name. So it's not all their players and it doesn't right. count. Um, and we won Sacramento last year, so we decided not to go to Sacramento and let's just keep drilling and practicing and get prepared for the next two events. Um, there should be no reason. I mean, I mean, New York Rangers is a phenomenal team. I have nothing but respect for those guys, but we beat ourselves in the last game against them. We made some horrible mistakes. Penalties beat us up, and so we're going to fight really hard for that first place spot. Yep, uh, New York Wrecking Crew. You know they've got two first places this year, uh, so I think the way that uh, NXL with the whole like you know you only have to go to a certain number of events, uh, depending on what division that you're in. You know World Cup is definitely going to decide the whole thing, but uh, it's going to be an exciting battle to see between uh, y'all and Wrecking Crew. Uh, so we're getting a little bit towards the end of our show. We've got a few questions left. So you've talked a little bit about uh, Trey Penrod. Uh, yesterday was uh, one year since he passed. Uh, so could you tell everybody listening just a little bit more about who he was for you guys? Trey was a uh, um, family. He was a unique individual. Um, you know, when his brother brought him to, to try it for us, and you know, he was an immediate fit, but he used to sit around my house three or four days a week. The kids would come over and they'd spend the night and we'd play and, We'd have barbecues, and if I ever need anything, Trey was always there. And I'll tell you an interesting thing about Trey. Even on the worst possible day, Trey would look for a reason to make you smile. He had a heart of gold. I look at his pictures. Um, I'm wearing his cross now. This is his ashes. It was everywhere with me. And, uh, um, you know, when I was driving the bus and struggling, he was the guy that would come sit beside me and, and, and keep me awake and just tell, tell crazy off the wall jokes. And I'm going to tell you a quick story. There was a guy that came off the field really angry and it was, it was hot last year. It was, it was, it was one day before Trey passed away. He takes second place in the HTPS three man. 
And uh, he came off the field, and he was all pumped up. And Trey was going through some things at that point. And when he came off the field, the guy was mad and upset from another team. And he walked over, and he just just making the jokes, squeezed his boobs a little bit, and tweaked them like, <laughs> like a, a radio. And the guy looked at him and goes, now, don't you feel better now? And the guy just, he wasn't mad anymore. He had to just laugh. And, uh, um, but Trey is a, um, and it, just the greatest loss in the world, in my opinion. I feel like I lost one of my own kids when Trey left me and uh, missed him dearly. But if anybody that ever had a pleasure of knowing Trey can tell you the funeral was packed in red jerseys from people that had, didn't even play for us, people that didn't even know him. It was standing room only. Um, and it was it, it just, even at this event this past weekend, uh, the celebration of, of of life that we had for him, it was just it was just great to see everybody and everybody come out and release balloons and, and cry a little bit and laugh. His ashes are spread for those that don't know at Texas Legends. That's where his favorite place to be, and uh, um, his gun, his jersey, all that stuff is still out there sitting on the wall. And uh, Shocker was great, and they made him a gun, his own personal gun that is out there to represent him. So. Um, but I, I, I can't tell you all the support and how much I appreciate all the support and his family feels about everybody that, that loved him because he sure loved everybody else. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I can tell that he was very important to you guys. You know, hashtag play for Trey. I see it pretty much in all of your posts, you know, that play for Trey mentality. Uh, I, I did see the video with uh, y'all releasing the balloons over at Legends uh, the other day, you know. I could tell he meant a lot to you guys. I could tell that uh, y'all still, you know, have that connection with him. Y'all still play for him. Um, so, uh, kind of going forward, uh, um, you know, talking more about, you know, other teams, other projects, other individual players, brands, uh, anything in Texas that has caught your attention lately, uh, you know, who have you noticed or, you know, teams, brands, anything, uh, who do you think that the rest of Texas needs to know about if they don't know already? Um, Outlaw Purple. And the Outlaw Red guys, they work super hard. The Outlaw Purple guys are just phenomenal. Um, he and those guys work hard. Um, I, I always used to make a joke that we truly were the hardest working team in the country. Um, and that may, that's just that's really an opinion of, my, of, of myself. But those guys are great. D.C. Hayes, the Pro Edge guys, those are three teams that, that – um, Really work hard, really put in the work. And then you've got some local teams that do a good job. And I'm terrible with names and some of those guys. But some of those local teams that I see every week out at Legends that are practicing and some of the ones out at Zone that are practicing, um, that are putting in the work, it's just it, – it, it, I mean, we appreciate it because we need those teams to continue to grow and pull up. Now, we've always had an open-door policy where we'll help anybody out because – if we're drilling on Sunday, I don't care if anybody comes and joins in. Most of you are like, oh, you can't excuse me, practice with us. But that's not our, our policy has always been open the door. You got a team that's struggling to play in D3. I'm actually going to be coaching a team from San Antonio. Um, Zach Curran called me from San Antonio and asked me if I would coach him and his two sons to play uh, at the three-man. And we don't have a three-man. Obviously, we don't play it. I said, absolutely, why not? Um, he's like, well, what's it going to cost me? I'm, that's the least we can do to support the sport of paintball is continue to give back. But man, those are the teams that are out there that, I mean, DC Hayes guys have been phenomenal. Um, you know, they played at one heck of a game in um, uh, Dallas, man. I, you know, they, they beat us in Dallas and we were able to, to move on. 
at that, but they just they, they they do a really good job of of uh, reading the fields and playing. So those are teams you should watch for. The Outlaw guys work every week, just like we do every other week. Um, plus, those guys set their own field for practice fields. So when they get out of work, they can run over to Outlaw and uh, um, you know run drills and that sort of thing. So those are teams you need to watch for. Um, other teams, you know, obviously the Titans. I mean, I love the Titans. You guys. I've been phenomenal since since day one. It, it's like relationships, right? Mm-hmm. You love seeing those teams that have been around for two and three years and and continue to work hard and build up. Um, just a, a bit, the dragoons. I love those guys. You know, those are guys that work hard, so hard every week, and they have fun. That's the key thing. Still having fun playing paintball. So my hats off to all those guys because I I, mean, I absolutely love all of them. I love to see them working hard. Um, doing great things and keeping their same rosters together and always looking to grow in the sport. So it's fun. Yeah, well, uh, Titans definitely appreciate the shout out. Uh, speaking of the Dragoons, we're going to have Sasha on uh, tomorrow night's live stream. Uh, so nice. we'll get to hear his story. They just uh, took second place at the USXBL this past weekend in D4. You know, big yeah. moment for them for sure. We're really happy for them. Um, but yeah, DC Hayes, Outlaw, Purple, uh, you know, we saw them playing at the uh, Mardi Gras event earlier this year. DC, DC Hayes won that event. Uh, uh, Outlaw yep. took top four. So, you know, a lot of Texas teams definitely working hard. Uh, so it's good to see that. Um, so real quick, we've got one question from the chat. This is from uh, Carlos Rangon. He's actually one of our partners. Get that shot. Um, uh he says, a uh, question for Niles. Who takes your team photos, and how important is media coverage of your team to you? It's very important. We actually, um, J-Mac does all of our photos now. Um, Kim Burgess Photography has always been our, because um, that's family. She's had a photographer, but she doesn't get to, take, to get to go to the events. And the truth is, we can't use her because I always have to put her to work. But we do use J-Mac. I actually signed a deal with J-Mac for the entire season this year. We had used some other folks. And uh, and not that they did a bad job, but you know some some people only get one side of the field, you know. And we're looking at getting everybody in there. And and the answer to his question is it is huge. Um, I pay a fee for each event to make sure we have photos, and I think it's super important because um, man, you get a much better shot, much cleaner, and it's it's easier to help your sponsors out and get that. And one thing that J Mac has done a really good job for us. Big shout out to him because I love that guy. If you haven't booked him, you should. And I know. Uh, your guy does does great pictures too, but all the photographers work really hard on the field, and whatever their fee is, probably isn't enough. Really, I mean, we appreciate they keep it affordable, but it really isn't because they get shot up, they work hard, they gotta they gotta go back and edit all that footage and stuff. But anytime that I need something, I've only had one photographer that did anything for us that we asked for a little something extra, and they refused. You know what I mean? But normally those guys, I mean, if I call J Mac and tell him I need something. He does a good job of putting something together, whether it's a video um, or just a particular picture or make a, a banner or a flyer for me. He's do all that stuff for us. Yep. Uh, shout out to all those camera guys. I had Carlos get that shot. He was on uh, episode, I think, yeah, episode three of this show. I had Carlos, one of the photographers. Uh, you know, he's now officially partnered with the show. Uh, he He's done a lot right. of that stuff for me. So shout out to Carlos. Shout out to all of those uh, photographers, videographers out there working really hard, uh, you know, to really capture those moments for us. Uh, so that brings us to the end of our time. Niles, thank you so much. Uh, you know, definitely learned a lot from you. Uh, 
just talking to you here. I hope everybody else was taking notes as well. Uh, so do you have any last shout outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off? I do. I, I really appreciate all of our sponsors that have, that have had us this year. It's been phenomenal. What, what Carbon has done for us, what Shocker has done for us, and now we're signing the new Lux deal. Um, Alumapure has been fantastic. Virtue has been fantastic. Ryan from Texas Legend, Hydra Fit has, has been great. I mean, Outlaw Anodizing, all those guys have done so many great things for us these, these last um, couple of years, and we really appreciate it. And, and uh, uh, we hope that we're as good to them are better, if you will, than they are. But I do want to say one more thing. Um, I'd like to give a shout-out to Neil. Um, I'm terrible with, with the way to pronounce the name. Idzone from uh, Europe. He is our new head coach. Um, we didn't make a formal announcement, but he is our new head coach um, going forward. He is uh, um, it's great because he'll be at all the events. But more importantly, we talk and do live video, and he'll be coming down. We'll be flying him down before two weeks before we go to any national events after Chicago is our goal. And uh, um, so any teams out there that want to practice that are at least D2 or, or higher at the events, uh, we are booking two practice times at Chicago, and we'd like those teams, if they want to jump in with us and, and scrimmage, that'd be fantastic. And that's so that we can do more work with, with Neil. And we appreciate Neil's work. It's been phenomenal. He's a pro player from Europe that uh, got out for a while and does great coaching. And, and I just want to say I appreciate his, him coming forth and helping us out. It's been phenomenal. Awesome. Thank you so much, Niles. And thank you all so much for uh, tuning into the show. Please be sure to go follow the Cyclones. That's at Texas Cyclone Paintball on Instagram. Uh, if uh, What other guests would you guys like to see on the show? If you're on the uh, YouTube recording of this, please be sure to leave a comment down below. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on uh, twitch.tv slash in the pits paintball podcast. Uh, you, recordings are usually posted every Thursday. Uh, I'm actually doing a show tomorrow night at 8 o'clock with Sasha Zucker. He's the owner of the Dragoons, and that's because I'm not doing a live show next week. I'll be on my honeymoon going with my wife to Vegas, you know, a little... Uh, Two years later, but finally, uh, finally get to go on that. So, uh, the Dragoons are coming off of a second place finish at the USXBL JT Open uh, at the Empire Open. Before that, they had a second place finish in D5. So, uh, you know, they're really doing well for themselves lately. So, everybody, thank you so much. We will see you tomorrow night for the next live stream. Thank you so much for your time, Niles. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Good luck, everybody. We'll see you soon.